This week on We Need to Talk, all of our Emmy nominations are out, our new obsession, My Unorthodox Life, and do you DM or do you slide into DMs? <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. This is very potent, by the way. And producer Ed didn't know what it was, so I'm going to have him try it. This is just gin. <laughs> just gin, like just Jack? <laughs> well, first of all, I'm having gin in honor of the crown getting a slew of nominations to the Emmys. 24 Emmy nominations for the crown, the queen's favorite drink, gin. So cheers to the crown. You know, COVID has held up our ability to get the queen's gin from across the pond. I've been I trying. Know. You know that. I know. And I just looked it up today again. And you could put it in your cart. It's 40 euros, whatever you put. They won't. They're not shipping it. Correct. I just did it again today because I wanted to see if it was available. So my, my stepbrother is on high alert. As soon as he's able to get it and send it to us, we're supposed to get two bottles. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, so I'm drinking some gin in, in honor of the queen. Well, before we start, and there's so much to talk about. This was a huge week. So much pressure to watch so many things, plus Emmy nominations. There's so many things to talk about. We have so much that we need to talk about, but I have to, I guess, raise my glass to Biz Marquis, who died at the age of 57. Now that song will be in my head for at least a week. So, do you know that song? Well, I didn't even know who that was until I asked you who that was. So you say <laughs> he's just a friend. So you say that he's, he's just, just a friend. A friend. Oh, baby. baby. You. 1989. That is crazy. I love that song. I used to love that video. And so I'm raising my glass. 57. Terrible. I didn't even pay attention. What did he die from? I don't even know. I did just he heard just it. drop dead in the street or something? I just heard it last night. I'm not sure the cause of death, but really? it doesn't sound good at 57. All right. So we need to talk as I, oh God, that is potent in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> not to mention we're on a Saturday morning today, yeah, not a like, Sunday morning. So that throws oh, everything off. It throws everything <laughs> off. Anyway, we need to talk. Let's get right into it. The Emmy nominations drop. First of all, I did not know but I find this fascinating that Courtney Cox got her first Emmy nomination because she was one of the producers of the friend show. Yes. She was on with Howard Stern and he talked about the fact that everybody in the cast has been nominated for an Emmy except her. And she had said it always bothered her. Of course she supported her cast, but she always felt bad that she was the only one not nominated. So now I don't even understand what Friends is nominated for, like a special? For the reunion special that we just, just watched. Yeah, yeah, the reunion special, though. That's <laughs> yeah. what is It's up for best special. Like, these categories are ridiculous. You know what was confusing to me is, and I had to look it up, the Emmy nominations are such a weird time frame. So it's June 2020 to May 2021. The Friends reunion just got in under the wire for Emmy's consideration. Right. Yeah. So when you think about what is nominated and what isn't nominated, a lot of that is because of really COVID and shows that normally probably would have been like succession, right? There's no succession. There's a lot of shows that are not nominated, not because they don't deserve it, but because there were no new shows between June of 2020 and May of, of 2021. That is definitely interesting. I look at these categories. I'm like, what is happening? But then, so I was super excited for the crown, of course, 24 nominations. I was so pumped to see Pose. Me too. MJ got nominated, which I'm thrilled. 
Angie got nominated. The show got nominated. It just was like, wow, what a nod to them. You turned me on to that show. I love that show. So- you know what the Emmys proves to me, and I hope to you too, that we really are good at our jobs because <laughs> so many of the shows that we have been telling people about are nominated, not just a little, a lot. And the main thing for me, Ted Lasso. We put Ted Lasso out there. I think it's all because of us. We put it out on the radar. Everybody (laughs) that we mentioned. Jason is all because of us. Right. It's all because of us because we told people to watch it. It was my number one pick of last year. 20 Emmy nominations. Yeah. The whole cast is nominated. The writing, the directing, everything about Ted Lasso is nominated. And I just felt some validation. He cracks me up. He was uh, he interviewed him and he finally is talking about his breakup with Olivia and why he wore that sweatshirt, the Golden Globes. And he's like, no, I wasn't high and I'm not depressed. I just felt like wearing a fucking sweatshirt. Like, <laughs> he's like, you know, I, I had a choice, Tom Ford suit or a sweatshirt. I went with the sweatshirt. Right. So I don't know what more we need to say, people, if you have not already binged Ted Lasso and the new season drops in a week. So... Super pumped about that. And how about our girl? Wait, let me have a little gin for our girl. Another thing that we called it, right? How we about totally she- called it? Gene Smart, baby. Nominated for both of the shows that we were talking about. Hacks and Mare of Easttown, both nominated. Yep. We're good at our jobs. I was super pumped for her. I was also pumped and I know it's not going to win, but I thought it was a nice nod and it could be COVID related, like you said in the opening, but Cobra Kai got, got, <laughs> got a nomination. Which doesn't make sense to me that it's nominated as a comedy. Uh, Cobra <laughs> Kai. What's funny other than the premise? It's not a funny show. No, it's not funny, but it got a nomination. And again, with the Emily in Paris, what <laughs> That's so stupid. Again, congratulations to whoever promoted Netflix. <laughs> Great job, Netflix. We are proud of you. Netflix walked away with 129 nominations, but one short of HBO. I think that damn Kate Winslet pulled it out. In the end. Right. She put them over. She put them over the top. I think I asked you this another time, but do you go with Anna or Anya? How do you say her name? From I Queen's say Gambit? Anya. Okay, so Anya from Queen's Gambit, or do you go Kate Winslet from Mare of Easttown? It's a hard one. They're up against each other. You know what I think the difference is? The vaping, right? <laughs> the vape. Between the accent and the vaping and the no makeup, I feel like Kate pulls it out. You do? I think she might. I love Kate Winslet, but I can't. The Queen's Gambit, Anya was so good. But she didn't vape. No, she didn't vape. I don't know if that's it. <laughs> she did play chess. Were there any surprises to you? The one surprise for me was that Nicole Kidman did not get nominated for The Undoing, but Hugh Grant did. That was a little but bit of a shocker to me. I think that everybody just wants to see her coat. And no one wants to see her. <laughs> her, co- her coach should have got nominated. Oh, yes. There is one thing that's pissing me off about the nominations. Kelly Riley as Beth in Yellowstone is not nominated. And that is freaking BS. She is amazing. I don't understand it either. That is BS to me. And I can't figure out the timing. There was a season. She should have been nominated. They didn't get nominated for anything, did they? Nothing. I blame whoever's promoting because if you don't get the word out, have you ever seen Kelly Riley on any TV show ever? No, this is what I'm talking about. No, nothing. No interviews, nothing. Hence Emily in Paris and Cobra Kai. Right, because they're all over the place. The other thing that I love is that on the documentary side, again, we freaking know our shit because every single thing 
documentary-wise, we've watched The Bee Gees, The Boys State, Framing Britney, Social Dilemma, and Tina Turner. We watched them all. And then the documentary special, your Stanley Tucci nominated. Great. Oprah, Megan, and Harry. I didn't watch the U.S. Shades of America thing, but I know about it. And then Letterman, I don't think should be nominated, but okay. But hopefully Stanley Tucci takes it, right? Who knows? People love Oprah. I mean, we love Oprah. I won't yeah. be mad if she... No, of course not. Of course not. Other than that, I don't think anything else was surprising. The Yellowstone thing pisses me off. Is there anything that you feel we need to watch based on the nominations that we have not watched? I didn't watch Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country is an interesting one because I did not watch that either. And then I heard that it was canceled, not coming back for season two. So I kind of was like, all right, I don't think I'm going to watch it then. Now it gets 14 Emmy nominations and now they're talking season two. Right. So I feel like we got to watch that. So we may have to go back and watch that. Now, you watched Perry Mason. I didn't. Loved it. I need to watch back. that. And then I never watched Underground Railroad or WandaVision. But to be honest, WandaVision is a Marvel thing. I don't do Marvel. She's great. And I've seen her a couple of times, the WandaVision. She's nominated also. Producer Ed loved WandaVision. It's a certain taste. I don't have that kind of taste. I'm not yeah, a Marvel not person. Me either. It's similar to The Mandalorian. I know how good that is. I get that, it, everyone. The Mandalorian's but, good, but I don't really feel like it should get best drama. Either should Bridgerton, for the love of God. Well, but that's true. <laughs> I mean, I loved it to death, but give me a break, everyone. Right. Yellowstone's not nominated, but Bridgerton is. Makes well, no sense. Yeah. Anyway, we have a couple of months until... We dig deeper into the Emmys and make our picks like we have done with the Golden Globes. And so if there's anything that we need to watch, maybe we binge a little Lovecraft Country and see where that's going. But cheers to everyone who's nominated our love for Ted Lasso. I'm so happy about it. Our love for Gene Smart is so good. Props to us for knowing how to do our jobs really well. I was going to congratulate Netflix and HBO, but if you want to (laughs) congratulate us, I'll take it. Let's stick on the Netflix thing for a minute. So a new show dropped this week. I know, I know you want to talk about it. Everyone's talking about it. It is not on the top 10 yet, but by the end of this podcast, it will be by the time it drops. My unorthodox life has dropped. I feel like I need a new sound effect. (laughs) <laughs> because I feel like I need an alert. I need a ding, ding, ding. I need something. Like, everybody, this is the one. Like, this is the one that everybody's going to be obsessed with. No joke. We have summer Fridays, so we get out at one on Friday. I started watching in the morning yesterday when it dropped, and I finished by 8 o'clock last night, or 9 o'clock, I think. It was so fucking good. I, I've only watched three episodes. I'm done. I am now following everybody. My DMing is beginning. I can, of course you I'm have. down every rabbit hole. I've been Wikipediaing. All right, let's tell everybody if they have not heard about it what okay. it's about. Okay, my unorthodox life on Netflix, nine episodes. They're half hour episodes. They fly by. It is the story of a woman named Julia Hart that she changed her name. So she lived her life in the very orthodox community in Muncie, New York. At the age of 43, she leaves and starts a shoe company, then becomes creative director of La Perla. I guess she married 
the owner. So she became the CEO, creative director, blah, 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 of the biggest talent management company, I think in the world, called Elite. Yeah, it's called Elite World Group. And her husband, Silvio, Silvio. who's an Italian. My love, my love, my love. Well, she, she doesn't ever call him by his name. She only calls him my love and he calls her my love. And all they do is say, my love, my love, my love. He owns also... Besides owning La Perla, he also owns Elite World Group. So she is now the CEO of this modeling talent agency. I'm not even doing it justice because, okay, so that's one part of the story. She got divorced and married Silvio. She has four kids. She has two daughters, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful daughters. They all sort of work for her. She has a son who I think is 26 years old who went to college and now he's studying to be a lawyer. His name's Shlomo. Then she has a daughter named Botcheva, who is also known as Bot. They She's bot. a TikToker. She's a TikToker with over a million followers. Yep. Gorgeous girl. I'm sure you're following her right now. Of course I am. I've already DM'd <laughs> her. Then she has Miriam, who went to Stanford, builds apps, super smart, who's also bisexual. And everybody is very open about her bisexualness. She also has a son who's 14 years old. She shares custody with her first husband, Yosef. Everybody's on great terms. They yes. share custody. But I think his name is Auden. Auden is still wearing the black hat and basically is living two lives. He's living a very orthodox life where he doesn't touch girls. Or, and then he comes to visit his mom where everybody's boobs are hanging out left and right. The fashion's incredible. It is a very interesting... Listen, I... Her best friend is this gay guy who's awesome named Robert Brotherton. Well, he's adopted. And then he goes and finds his real mom. Well, he has a high position in her company. Right. They met at La Perla. I think he's COO or something. He's COO. He's young. I think he's 34 years old. He's a young guy, but really smart. So... Let's go back for a minute. It's the fucking best show ever. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. There's that a I lot. want to rewatch it today. There's a lot of things in my head. And I, again, I've only seen three episodes, oh, but I feel like I've I'm been so reading a little bit. I've been reading about it and her story. The one thing I will say is it is fascinating that at 43 years old, she's now, I don't know, 50, she escapes that lifestyle. And how she decided to sell shoes and how that worked out for her, I don't know. That I find very interesting. Well, she says that there's a lot of miracles that happen. She met, I mean, that she seems met to be somebody, a miracle. Can you just design a shoe and get a company right now? She met someone on a plane. Like that just right. so happened. Like the first person to walk into her showroom ever was the buyer from Harrods. Again, divine intervention. I don't fucking know. But the fact well, of the matter is a lot of the stars aligned for this story to be the story that it is. It's a mix between divine intervention and Silvio. It's definitely a mix. I mean, yes and no, because yes, Silvio, yes. But the he's fact a billionaire. Not, a billionaire. He, totally. He's a billionaire. He was a telecom guy. Like he yes, he's a billionaire. But she did sell her shoe company for a lot of money. Yeah, I get it. No, I know. And that's so much. She's point, no dummy. I want this nine part docuseries. I call it, reality it amazing. Show, reality show is really about how they are now, the present, their lives today. And it's the TikToker girl and the story with her and her husband and the other one dealing with her being with girls and, and getting out a job in the world and all this stuff. So it's all about today. I am more fascinated in how this all went down. I'm fascinated in the preparation 
of you, you're a teacher, you're selling life insurance, saving your money. I'm fascinated in that. I'm fascinated in when you actually leave Muncie, New York. And then what happens to the kids? Well, guess what? I need the book. That's the what book I need. Comes I need out. to read the book. The book's this, coming out. Yeah, because this Netflix show is about bling and today and their lifestyle. It's not really about you know how it went down. It does suck you right oh, in. Oh, you're it's sucked our- in from the first minute hooked. I was hooked like a lunatic. I did have a drinking game though. I'm only three episodes in, but I developed a drinking game. Every time she says the word fundamentalism, I take a, a sip of a cocktail. No, no. You'd be wasted <laughs> no. for if the amount really- of time she says fundamentalism. <laughs> you're only on episode three. Once you get to- I finished episode three. Now I'm staring at the Hansons' house. Oh God, my that gosh. house is sick. Right. Wait till they go to Paris. You're going to freak out. Oh my. No, if you really want a good drinking game, it's my love. It's the my love game. <laughs> Every second is my love, my love. Oh, let me kiss you, my watching love. Watching the make out is really repulsive. <laughs> I don't really like the way Silvio dives in for the kiss. It's an odd <laughs> motion and it's an odd mouth. Listen, but he's st- adorable. She's adorable. gorgeous. Her kids are gorgeous. The clothes are amazing. The story's nuts. And it's just freaking fascinating. You have so much to unpack. You're riveted. You are riveted. I was riveted all day yesterday. Her book is going to be a memoir and it's going to be called Brazen. And I think in that book, maybe I'll get some of the answers that I'm looking for. Like I even read that she was contemplating suicide Yes, because her life was so bad, but she didn't want to disgrace her husband or her children. So how could she die without kind of disgracing them? So she was starving herself. She went down to 73 pounds. I mean, she's, a, but again, she's the tiniest woman. Again, Netflix You've done it. So Netflix, I don't know who's calling the shots here, but if it's you, Ted Sarandos, whoever it is, fucking brilliant. This show is just, it's going to blow up, people. I need a siren or something. This show's going to be huge. My Unorthodox Life. Do it. It's already been in the post, tons of articles about her. You know, she hopes to change the future of maybe some people out there. In that case, It's a very good story. And I also found it very comforting and nice that or appears to have a good relationship with the ex. And that he actually is also very supportive in what his kids are doing. I want to change my name. I'm not wearing a dress. You know, all of these things. That was great too. And I'm only done with the third episode, but there was a line that the middle daughter said when she said, if they respect my feelings or my culture, I respect theirs. So when she didn't want to be provocative dressing when they went back to the town, I thought that was really a mature thing to say as well. But anyway, My Unorthodox Life, Julia Hart, check it out, people. It's definitely going to be in the top 10 by the time this podcast drops. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Something else in the top 10, and I'm just going to quickly say it because... I don't know why and why you haven't pushed me or why I haven't. I had never saw an episode of Atypical. I didn't know that you didn't watch it. I loved that show. Now I've been season one. I'm halfway through season two. I love the show. And I can't believe I love the cast. Who doesn't love Michael Rappaport? I love him. And Jennifer Jason Leigh. And Jennifer Jason Leigh. kids are great. Yeah. So Atypical, it's now in the top 10. This is, I think, they just dropped their fourth season, correct? Yeah, but that's it. It ended. So it ends now. It's The show is over. Okay, so Atypical, four seasons. It's in the top 10. I just started it. I am through midway half of season two. So. And just for anybody who hasn't watched it, Atypical is just a really nice family story where Michael Rappaport is married to Jennifer Jason Leigh. They have two kids, Casey, who is a track star, and she's dealing with high school and her 
sexuality. And then Sam has autism, highly functioning, but it's how a family deals with a autistic kid. Yeah. But that's not even like the whole thing. There's just so much to it. There's, it's a great show. Michael Rappaport's amazing in it. And oh, I should DM him. He does everybody's podcast. Maybe I could get him on the show. <laughs> really good. Really good. I highly recommend. Also in the top 10, did you get a chance? I just, because I, I just wanted to say there's some breaking news I just found out, but did you get a chance to watch Sex Life? Yes, I did. I feel like I need to whisper when I talk about this show. Of course, it's called Sex Life. I didn't read anything about it, so I really didn't know what I was walking into. So I decided to watch it, and I just- I told you about it. I, yeah, but you didn't tell me what it was really about. I said it. You said it was porn. porn. And soft I, porn. It's not soft porn. It's real porn. And the other thing is that I feel like I have to sneak episodes in when no one's around. Yeah, it's so good. But the reason why I wanted to say is that <laughs> it's really good though. Billy, the character. She's and so Brad, pretty. Right. So Sarah and Adam, those are the names in real life. So Billy and Brad are a real couple. So I'm super pumped about that. I can't even. They make that. such a hot, steamy couple. You have to follow them on Instagram because I looked at some of the pictures. <laughs> I don't follow them, but you will. But I clicked on some of the pictures. Oh my God. And I like Cooper too. Cooper's the guy from Under the Dome who's adorable. People are saying Team Brad or Team Cooper. I mean, I, I would have I'm only team two episodes in, so I can't even say anything. I think I would have went with Team Cooper, but you'll see when you finish it. But yes, they're a real couple in real life. I didn't go down that rabbit hole yet because I was so down the unorthodox life rabbit hole. But my question is, obviously I saw Mike Vogel who plays Cooper, but I've never seen the other people before. Are they from anything else? This Sarah's gorgeous. Where's she from? Yeah, she is from something else. And I, and now it's slipping my memory. Okay. okay. Also in the top 10, if we told people to stream this I think that we have to retract. Never have I ever. I don't know what to say about it's, it. What to say is this. The first season was so good. And but did we tell people to stream it? I think we basically said if you're into the high school dramas and stuff, that this is an adorable show. However, it got stupid. It got goofy. It went downhill in season two, which there's a whole theory about season twos of shows that there's always a season two issue. I'm not done yet, but so far I'm not racing to finish. Of course, I love McEnroe. It amuses me. His, and Gigi and, Hadid. And, but it's interesting about the season two, because even when we talked about Virgin River, we both said, and I didn't finish season three yet, but I'm enjoying it. We both said that season two was not, was season three you said was better than season two. Correct. I want to say, I'll look it up for our future podcasts, but there is this season two thing that's out there, not just about dramas or comedies. It's a whole thing about season two, because I remember when Breaking Bad came out and everybody was nervous. Will Breaking Bad season two suffer the season two jinx? Yeah. Season two of Never Have I Ever, terrible. Well, Ted Lasso season two is great. And now we'll see how season three is. Never Have I Ever... I'm not saying to stream it, anyone. I mean, of course, I love McEnroe. It is on the wait, top 10. Wait, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ted Lasso's only season one, no? Isn't this coming season, season two? Oh, we only watched one season? I feel yeah. like it's... <laughs> I feel like I want so many seasons. Now let's oh, because it's you. already... Oh, you're right, because it's already renewed for season three. Yeah. So okay. we have to be hopeful, with fingers crossed, that Ted Lasso season two doesn't suffer from the season two jinx. Right, and then it will not. 20 Emmy nominations, please, everyone. All right, also on Netflix, I mean, I tuned in a little, but I have to be prepared, are Dog Season 2. So good. Did you see Dog Season 1? Of course, of course. It's been a long time. 
I think it's been since 2018 that it's come out. Is it that long? Yeah, it's been a long time. But now Dogs on Netflix season two, it's a short one. It's only four episodes and it just follows the story of certain humans and their dogs. And the dogs are the best. And it's just so good. And every episode's a tearjerker. And now, and I know what you're going to say, but now (laughs) there's a cat on Netflix too. (laughs) There's a cat on Netflix, and I watched the first episode, and it's Mosho the Cat Rapper. He's a very famous cat rapper. He raps about cats, and he's got, like, DJ Ravioli and Parmesan. Those are the name of his cats. He's a very famous cat rapper on Instagram. (laughs) Cat rapper. But that was the first episode. But Cats is doing the same thing as Dogs is. It's following different stories. Let's see if Cats even makes the top 10. What are you talking about? I happen to be unique because I am Yeah, not, you are unique because- I like both. You like I'm not, both. I'm a cat person and I'm a dog person. When you're around either, I think you are equally loving. Oh, yeah. Like I'm watching the dogs and crying my eyes out. I didn't start the new season, but I went back to the first season. The first one that they put out with the, the girl who has epilepsy. Oh, she gets the, yeah, that's right. She gets the dogs. I just- oh. Oh my God, I can't take it. All right, so dogs and cats, they are both out on Netflix. All right, enough of Netflix. We need to talk a little of our reality TV and let's start with Big Brother. Oh my gosh. All right, first of all, Julie's outfit and the eviction. Well, it's already downhill from the red dress. Horrible. Shirt, horrible. But did you notice she was wearing like an Italian horn? (laughs) Did you see that? What the hell? No, but but I do love a good Italian horn. I mean, I do, but... It was just so random. It was so weird. That outfit with with the Italian horn was bizarre. Bizarre. Frenchie, I don't know. What happened to him? He's overplaying. He's playing way too hard, way too fast. He's super paranoid. He's really screwing up his game because in the first episode, I really enjoyed him. Now I'm really waiting for them to all just get against him and get him out. I think he could have had the worst first week in Big Brother history. He doesn't think that way, though. He doesn't, but everyone else is. Oh, my gosh. It was horrible. And the fact that Travis slash John B. from Outer Banks is out and he thinks that that was what he originally intended to do, he's ridiculous. When he goes to rewatch this, he's going to be so embarrassed. He says he's a super fan. He's going to be mortified of his first week. The whole thing is bad. But Travis can go right over to the Outer Banks set and get a job as John B.'s understudy. Or a stunt double. He does look like him. Identical twins. So Kylan's the new HOH. I love him. He's so cute. I think that should be good. Now, is he part of the Cookout Alliance? Which, by the way, I love that name so much. (laughs) Is he part of the Cookout Alliance? Okay, so so maybe those guys are going to be safe. So it should be interesting how... You don't like the name Slaughterhouse? No, no, I don't like the name Slaughterhouse. (laughs) So stupid. Or French Kisses is such a loser. Like he thinks they're going to be in an alliance with them. It's week one and we have, what, four alliance names? I mean, come on. It was a good week. And they dropped the challenge cast. The name is going to be Spies, Lies, and Allies. (laughs) I can't wait. Apparently we have two Survivor champions, and several Love Island alums, which why you don't watch Love Island, you are (laughs) bugging. Should be interesting. And I did not know. I just learned this too. I don't know because I don't follow everyone like you. I'm sure you're going to tell me you knew this. So Lisa Rinna's older daughter, Delilah, Uh is dating a man, Hottie, Eyal or Eyal, but he is oh yes yes he yes. is a love island 
alumni. Of course I follow Delilah, but I didn't know that Ayal or whatever his name is. I didn't know he was a Love Island guy. I just knew him as her boyfriend because he's what, from Britain? He has an accent. He's Love Island UK. That's where Love Island started. I didn't know any of that until like this. Maybe I learned it this week or last week that he was from Love Island, but it was on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, right? Yeah, it was just on this. They were FaceTiming. I knew that that was her boyfriend, but I didn't know he was from Love Island until they FaceTimed. Okay. So I didn't know any of that. And so now I'm like, wow. Yeah. So Love Island UK, all of these shows in the States are late to the game. You know, these are all English shows. So, and then they said that, I guess the younger daughter, Amelia, saw him and thought he would be perfect for Delilah. And slid into his DMs. Which, by the way, the term slide into my DMs. I don't know who coined the phrase. but who no coined no. the phrase? Slide into my DMs. So slide into my DMs basically means you hit on somebody. Right, but not- do you think that when I'm DMing people, I'm sliding into their DMs? Well, that's my question. I don't think you are. Well, I'm are not you- saying to anybody, hey, I want to... F you. You know, I'm not saying, hey, come over and blah, blah, blah. I'm saying, hey, can you be on my podcast? <laughs> so that's but is not, that considered sliding into I your DMs? I, I thought that sliding into someone's DMs is what is I like- do. I didn't think it meant anything about dating. I think it could be anything. You could slide into someone's DMs and proposition them that you want to meet them or date them or hook up with them. But you can also slide into someone's DMs like me and tell them, how to spell the word zhuzh, which is what I did to Rob Lowe this week on my Guess Who I DM. I mean, we're introducing a new game. The new <laughs> game is Guess Who Christy DM this week, right? So I would have lost last week because I did not hear that story about Valerie Bertinelli. Okay, right? well, I would have lost. So now who did you DM this week? <laughs> did you slide into Julia Hart's DMs? Not yet. But I did try to slide into Robert's DMs because he has lower followers. You know, like Julia has a lot of followers, but Robert doesn't. I did slide into his, but so far, nothing. But I also was scrolling my Instagram and Rob Lowe put something out there that he was talking to his staff about judging a shirt. And they all were like, how would you spell that? And I don't know why I know this, but I know how to spell zhuzh. So, so I, I slid into his DMs and I told him that the spelling for zhuzh is Z-H-U-Z-H. Don't ask me why I know it. I just do from many years ago of people teaching me how to zhuzh, me failing, of course, because I'm not a fashion person. But so far, Rob Lowe has not gotten back. <laughs> I really love it. I love it. I love it all. All right. So now hold on. Breaking news. <laughs> I'm just looking an urban dictionary. To slide into DMs is online slang for sending someone a direct message on social media slickly and coolly, often for romantic purposes. First of all, you're not slickly or coolly. <laughs> no. So you got to stop saying you're sliding into people's DMs. Oh, that is so depressing. I am definitely not slick or cool. I'm like a beggar. Uh, you know what I am? I'm a DM beggar. <laughs> Please come on my show. <laughs> Who did I beg this week? All right, let's go back to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I fucking love Kathy Hilton. I can't say it enough. What is she doing? She's making trees or wreaths. <laughs> the wreaths that she was making. 
were the freakiest, creepiest looking wreaths I've ever seen. She saves plastic babies and puts them in her wreaths. Who does that? She's one of the wealthiest people on earth and she's saving plastic babies? What the hell? I mean, it was so crazy. I was dying. It's so good. I just know what's hilarious. Can't get enough of her. I know. And what's hilarious is Kyle comes over and she's in a bad state. She's freaking out. But quickly she turns to the wreaths. <laughs> she's just like, oh, I love your wreaths. Like, what? It's so good. And I read that she's not going to come back just because it's too much work. But what I, work is it for her? I, I, I mean, she does nothing all day. She doesn't even get up till 11. I know. <laughs> How hard is it for her? I know, but I hope she changes she needs her to, mind. You know what? I don't even want her to come back. All they have to do is just have her wear a GoPro all day, all night, uh, I so know. I can follow her around. That's all I want. I am obsessed with her. All right, so we got a lot of Erica Jane in this week's episode. Again, I don't know what I believe or not believe. I now read in the tabloids that she, if found guilty of all this, would owe around $25 million right. of her own money. So I don't know what to think, but it was a lot of crying and a lot of I had no idea. Did, okay, so she's crying and her mascara is leaking all over yes. her face. And now online, everybody's saying, I don't know, whenever she cried in the past here or there, whatever, the mascara wasn't running then. So was the mascara running part of her plan? Mascara gate, really? Oh my God, I didn't hear that. That's hilarious. Oh, there's a whole uh, conspiracy theory about the choice of mascara for the show when she knew she'd be crying. That's so stupid. <laughs> Come on. And then I, we got to go back to, I mean, my favorite line of the leather pants, but now <laughs> she's saying that they're pleather and not leather. <laughs> And then the girls, this is why Beverly Hills is so good. It's so good on so many levels. But then they say, when you insult someone's outfit, it's really below the belt. (laughs) Remember when it was no kids. First it was no husbands. Then it was no kids. Now it's you can't insult someone's outfit. It's so good. So stupid. (laughs) So I guess more of this Erica thing is going to come out. I want to fast forward to the reunion. I want what's really happening. She does say in one point, like, I can't wait to tell my side of the story. So that's interesting. So we'll see about that. I'll be there for it. That's for sure. In other news, staying on The Real Housewife, but in bad news, in my opinion, there's rumor going around that Ramona will be getting fired at the end of this season. Does the show need a little lift? Yes. That's why we loved Leah. We thought she was a great addition to the cast. In my opinion, then fire them all. Then leave Leah, make the show around Leah, and fire everybody because you're going to fire Ramona, but then leave in Luann? What is Luann doing? Nothing. It's the same thing. And so, I don't know. I think she's- I want to bring back Alex McCord and her Australian husband. Remember from season one? Yes. (laughs) They were super weird. Bring them back. And you know what? Maybe bring back Jill. I think this show is going a different direction. I'm not enjoying this season at all. I kind of like just stopped watching it. The ratings are in the toilet. That's the other reason why we're hearing so much is that apparently week to week to week, they're losing viewers like crazy. The ratings are really bad. And I think I read that it's been the worst rated season of all the seasons. I'm actually not enjoying it, but what I thought was really kind of fucked up is that Tiffany Moon from The Real Housewives <laughs> of Dallas, she decides she's going to put a post out there making fun of the fact that Ramona may be fired, that's the rumor, and saying that she's, she'll take her place. <laughs> she shut up, Dallas. Tiffany. <laughs> shut up, you and Moving. your stupid, please. 
I can't even take it. So I was pissed at her. She was getting shit back. Like, I can't believe how mean that was or how mean you're being. Yeah, sit down, Tiffany. You know who I'm finding mean is Crystal. I mean, she's tough. She, I, think, I think she is mean. With her pleather leather pants? <laughs> yeah, she's, she's no joke. All right, so one of our listeners gave us a suggestion. So we can't say if we're going to stream it or skip it because we have not watched it yet. But you did say last week when you recommended This Is Pop and if you're a music lover. So there is a music series on Apple TV and it's called 1971, The Year Music Changed Everything. I think it's around nine episodes. I checked it out. I think they're our episodes. So it's a oh, commitment. Okay. It was brought to our attention. So we will definitely check that out. We have so much to watch. My list is so long right now. The stress level is really high. <laughs> I'm going to do my best to get to that because it just sounds right up my alley. But I don't know how quickly I can get to it because there's just so much on my list right now. Yeah, you're busy. You're busy sliding busy. into people's DMs. <laughs> that too. <laughs> All right. So anything before we wrap, I have a game for us. Okay, I'm ready. All right. So we're going to do keep on our Emmy nominations okay. theme. I'm going to say four statements and you're going to tell me which one is not true based okay. on Emmy history or Emmy trivia. Okay, so it's like three truths and a lie, but it's- Yeah, same thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Emmy costs about $400 to make. Okay. Cloris Leachman has the most Emmy wins for a female. The Game of Thrones topped Frasier in Emmy wins. Okay. And Ed Asner has the most Emmy wins for a male. No way. I can't believe that Ed Asner one is true. I mean, I'm really surprised if Cloris Leachman has the most- but I really can't imagine Ed Asner has the most. I'm going to just say Ed Asner is the lie. You are incorrect. I am? He has the most Emmys? He has the most Emmys. He has seven Emmys for a male. Really? Cloris Leachman has eight, and she's actually tied with, who do you know she's tied with? No. Julia Louise Dreyfus. So they uh, both have eight. Okay. And an Emmy does cost about $400 to me. I think I knew that. So the lie is that Game of Thrones topped Frasier, where that is not true. Game of Thrones has 35 Emmys and Frasier has 37. Wow. Right? Actually, Saturday Night Live has the most Emmys, which I thought was surprising too. Like 44 or something. Right. But there's a million writers. Yeah, I know. Right. So that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. Good one. I'm going to take my Queen's gin, but it's not really the Queen's gin. It's just my gin. And cheers. Have a good week, everyone. Love you. If you need to talk to us, check us out on Gmail at we need to talk pod 2020 at gmail.com. Facebook, we need to talk the number two. Instagram, we need to talk podcast and Twitter at need to talk pod. And of course, check us out on any of your podcast platforms. Rank us, leave a review. Thanks.